the way she moves through this journey has such grace, such confidence. Her words, so fluent, so magical, you can't help but be drawn to her. Her aura, breathtaking. Her name, Black Woman. I am Chelsea Coleman, AKA Cleo the Godmother, the creator and host of Black Girls Speak TV. And this is Black Girls Speak podcast for and about informing, uplifting, and empowering women of color across the globe. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Cleo the Godmother, and I'm here with another episode of Black Girls Speak, where I talk about all things black woman, all things black girl, all things black. Whew! Now that's over. Let's get into the real, real deal, deal topic. Real, real deal, deal, whatever. So, I have been venturing off and getting into other topics, you know, having guests on my podcast just so I could, you know, grab the attention of not just, you know, black women, but all black people, you know, things that pertain and matter to us. But, I feel like I ventured off a little too much because the purpose of this podcast was for black women like me who feel like they need to say things and are always questioning themselves like, should I say that? Am I saying that right? So, I did an episode titled Listen to Black Women. That one was really good. I did an episode titled Protect Black Women and that was probably my most viewed episode, my most interacted with episode I got a lot of hate comments and things of that sort but I loved every bit of it weird right but yeah um and now the title of this episode is respect black women love protect and respect I just put listen just because y'all knew the girl was out let's get started yo y'all already know y'all 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 already know Y'all already know. Y'all already know. I ain't got it. Y'all already know. You gotta have this, cause without this, you're talking about nothing. You're pulling things from opinions, and people don't care about opinions anymore. They want facts. <clears throat> so the goal for today is to tell a black woman how beautiful and resilient and powerful and majestical amazing that she is because she is we are probably the most intelligent the most majestic the most influential the most popping the most bougie the most luxurious women on the planet we are the standard. We set the standard. Without us, there would be no nothing. We create the fashion. We make it popular. And we love everybody, even when we're not supposed to. Now, the song for the week is Pick Up Your Feelings by Jasmine Sullivan, Black Hotties. Y'all already know what's happening. Black Hotties. That's what I like to call black women, black hotties, because we're all fine as hell. Black hotties, 
if y'all know Jasmine Sullivan and y'all didn't heard this album, y'all know Pick Up Your Feelings is like the most powerful song on her album. Well, no, I'm not going to say that because Jasmine Sullivan can sing her ass But I love Pick Up Your Feelings because it's just like, bye, leave. You, we, I don't need you here. You can go. And I love that. Just to reiterate, I don't do book of the month every week because I was giving y'all too much and y'all wasn't going and doing what y'all said y'all supposed to be doing, and that's reading. So, I already said the book of the month. That's already done. We're not doing that. So, I'm going to close my book now because now this is about to be opinion slash fact. <clears throat> so, again, Texas has created this law to where I, I really hope I'm saying this right but either way it go y'all y'all gonna get what I'm saying they made this law that basically said after six weeks you can't have an abortion let me read and make sure that's I'm saying this right I believe so I believe I believe that's what it is but, of course, I like to speak facts, as you all know. Yeah. So, I'm believing that after six weeks, you can't have an abortion. And six weeks is kind of like when you know that you're pregnant. Some women know earlier, some women know later. It's all about a woman's body. Which is why women's bodies are so unique. Because they're all different. Nobody's The way my body works is not the way my friend's body is going to work. saying all that it's disrespectful one to mandate and put a law on what a woman can do with her body one it's disgraceful because women don't get abortions simply because they don't want to have a baby women get abortions because they were raped Women get abortions because they're too young. Women get abortions because they cannot financially take care of the baby. Women get abortions because men tell them to get an abortion because the man doesn't want the baby. Women get abortions because they're dealing with a married man and the married man says, oh, I can handle outside kids. And that's why they get an abortion. If we really gonna talk about it. I think that it's not even think. Let's take the think out because this is what it is. It's belittling to women to give us these this freedom and these 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 laws to be to be women and then take it away at the same time. That's something that they do that they do to black people. They give us freedom and then take it away at the same time. So there's no progression. And then on top of that. The people who made the laws are men, white men. So basically what you're saying is because you're white and because you're a man, you have more of a say so in what I and my Hispanic friend and my Latin friend can do with their bodies and my white friend because I have all three. I'm confused as to how Old white men can tell women what they can. 
I would love to know what is the purpose of the law? What What is that particular law doing for anybody? That's what I want to know. Is it complying to your quote-unquote Christian ways? And oh my God, you do not kill people and you don't kill babies because in the Bible you're not supposed to kill people. Yet y'all are shooting people in the street every time there's a protest. Y'all are killing people. They have people from other countries getting killed by our military, which we're not speaking about. It's just not making sense to me. Then you got people who, you have women who are okay with it. Oh, yes. I I completely stand. I completely stand with the law. I completely stand. That is factual. Look at me. Look how angry I am. That is factual. That is right. How? So, you and your husband, you and your boyfriend, you and your situationship, whatever you have. You guys are together. Y'all been doing what y'all do. Y'all doing what grown folks do. Y'all doing what grown folks do. And you wind up pregnant. Oh, let's switch it around. Yo, the girl winds up pregnant. Both of y'all like, there's nothing wrong with the baby, but I don't think we're ready for one. You go to the clinic. Oh, no, nah, y'all can't get no abortion. What y'all gonna do? Because, see, it starts with Texas. And I think that's what makes you so mad because it starts with Texas. And then it's just gonna travel. It's just gonna travel because they're gonna be women who, who are gonna get abortions that aren't, that are gonna be dangerous for their body. They're gonna be women who are gonna come, who, who are going to have the baby and then put it up for adoption, throw it in the trash can. This, this, all this is gonna do is make that rate go higher than what it already is. I don't know if they thought that this would make people be more careful, but they're not. We're humans. We interact socially. We are social creatures. You and somebody talking, and y'all end up doing what grown folks do. You, and a, and a, a baby comes about. It's called life. <laughs> it's called what happens when you do what grown folks do. I'm just, I am confused. I am so confused. So that's what I mean. See, Texas, he really just, he, he do too much. Like, it's cool, it's cute, but he be doing too much. Like, calm down. I don't understand. Like, I, I, I would love to talk to a Texas politician who agrees. And I want them to tell me how, what this law is doing for Texas. What is it preventing? How is it helping? What progression is coming from the law besides telling women what they can do with their bodies? Which is something that y'all been doing since the beginning of time. Because if I'm not mistaken, women are sexualized when they're born. So already, you're just done. You wear pink with your pink hat, your pink shoes, and your earrings. And then that's it. And you're sexualized. You adolescence and your boobs grow and your butt grows and there's little boys in your class touching your butt and sticking it. 
because nobody told them that that's not okay. But they told you not to wear tight pants because then that's going to make the boy touch your butt. But he shouldn't be doing that anyway. Right? It's just interesting to me that we're taught, <laughs> as women, we're taught to shrink and 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 minimalize ourselves and be small so nobody can see us and then when, when we do that we get told girl be loud stand up for yourself and then you stand up for yourself and then <laughs> excuse my french and then you're a bitch oh uh-uh you giving me too much this is too much pipe down so what exactly do you want from us? You want us to be humble or you want us to be loud and courageous? Or do you want us to be both? So then if we're both, why can't we decide what we do with our bodies? Well, well, well. I have nothing else to say about that. Besides, um... Texas, get your shit together. So, I don't know if you guys know. This is something that I've been really, like, reading into for. And honestly, I haven't checked on it in, like, a couple weeks. I don't even know if she's still doing this. But there's this woman. Her name is um, Danielle Brown. And she's the mother of Jalen Brown. Now, I don't know if you guys remember what happened to Jalen Brown. But he was on campus. He had a roommate. He was a white guy. His roommate was a white guy. And somehow he fell out of his window, like 10, I think it was 10 stories down. And the police were there already because he was supposedly already having like a psychotic break or like a mental breakdown or something like that. And his mom is confused as to what happened. So now when, when I last was looking into this situation, she was, she was on a hunger strike. For 237 days. It's probably been longer since then. In the protest of her son's death at his campus. Now his campus is um I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm gonna try though. Don't 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 be mean. I think it's du Duquesne? Duquesne University. And this happened in 2018. Now suppose it's 16. He fell 16 stories out of his dorm window. But his mom thinks it's foul play, which is why she's on a hunger strike. And nobody's telling her what's going on. Now, in the description box below, I'll probably have a more up-to-date article just so we can all catch up on what's going on. Because I've been, when it was happening, I was like into it. Like, oh, this woman is not, this woman is on a strike for her son. Like, that's the epitome of a black woman. Exhibit A. Striking for her black son who mysteriously just died. 16 stories fell out of his window. <sighs> yeah. Now, this is something else that I kind of was into. So, I saw a podcast from this guy. The, um, well, the guy's name is Ben Alden Watford. Now, his podcast is called Growing Up with Jim Crow. Y'all. It's... It's bittersweet listening to older black men and women who've lived 
through what what they call so long ago, which was probably like 50, 60 years ago, of just Jim Crow and slavery and segregation. I love hearing those stories from them because you can't get it fresh like that nowhere else. Somebody gonna tweak it. Somebody gonna romanticize it. Somebody gonna make it less than what it is. When you, but when you hear from an older black person, they gonna just tell you exactly what it is, you know? So, on this podcast, he basically just talks about his childhood and his siblings and growing up during Jim Crow. And it's probably the saddest but most beautiful thing I could hear as a black person because I am sad that he had to live through it. I'm outraged because he has those traumatic memories but I'm thankful that he's still here to tell somebody, you know? So I think you guys should check it out. I'm also going to have that link in the description box. But this brings me to my topic, respect black women. Now, we all know if you don't speak up about what's going on, the issues, and they, they'll never be touched. They'll never be uncovered. But I noticed that when we do speak up on these issues, issues <laughs> we're always challenged. Every time I say something about my experience as a black woman, it is always challenged. Somebody always has something to say that, that makes what I'm saying seem like it's not as bad. You don't get to tell no... Let me, let me talk black. You don't get to tell no black woman that her experience is not her experience. Because it is. And that's what it's going to be. Just like you don't get to tell no black man what he experienced is not what he experienced. Because that's his experience. Period. Now let's move forward. Black women are raped, abused, jailed when we defend ourselves, our our people, and then we're told our experiences are not our experiences. So I think we should start from the beginning of time. Well, the beginning of our time, which is slavery. Well, the beginning of my time, because I am African-American. I'm not even talking about it makes me mad. I don't know where I come from. So I can only say that I'm African-American, and I can only start my history from slavery because I don't know what boat, I don't know what island that I came from. Let's move forward. So there's this guy. White guy, of course. His name is David Baker. He wrote an essay titled Black Female Executions in Historical Context. Now, I started reading it, but I could not finish it because it was informative, but it was very triggering for me as a black woman just hearing about it and visualizing how black women would get castrated and raped and tortured and used for science and that's what I mean by we're the standard. Our bodies are the standard for female like science because they experimented on us. Moving forward. So this painful legacy of 400 years of American slavery from 1619 to now, <laughs> followed by 100 years of segregation until 1965, Followed by 48, 50 years of 
institutionalized racism is prevalent now, yesterday, tomorrow, two weeks from now. It's still going to be here. It's still going to be untouched. Nobody's going to want to talk about the hardness of it. Nobody's, nobody wants to have those conversations. Which is why I'm here. So I can say it so you can hear me. So then you can have something to say about it. So then I can, you know, possibly help you. Now, historically, the execution of most black people were not documented. And that, that, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's history-wise. But even now, if the cops kill a black person, we don't hear about it until maybe two, three days after. Until, until they figured out their attorneys and, and got the video footage and, and told their boss. And we don't really hear about it. There are, and it, ugh, it makes me so mad. There are black people who were killed by the police that I don't even know who they are. I don't even know their names. I can't even tell you how many black people were killed by the police. Because they don't say anything. They don't report it. They pay their they pay their family to shut up. And they stay in the they stay cops and they stay in their office and they move forward. It's weird to me how <laughs> White men can tell women not to kill babies and not to have blood on their hands. Oh, that's a baby's blood on your hand. Yet, y'all are okay with cops killing black people and going to work with blood on their hands. I'm... Okay. The execution. Now, this, this right here is a story that I had no idea was even... That even existed. So... The execution of Maria, she was a slave, but they killed her for arson and murder in September this month, 1681. Now this caused most officials to murder nearly 200 slave women from 1680 to emancipation. So her killing, you know what, let's, let's actually just get into the story because I don't even want to... I don't even want to, you know, I don't even want to go ahead of myself. So, basically, Maria killed her slave owner. Killed them cold blood. I think she killed them with a blade. I think she just walked into the house and he was like, Oh, what you doing, nigga? Supposed to be on the field. And she just stabbed him in his neck. So, that caused a bunch of cops to kill over 200 slave women particularly from 1680 to the emancipation. Now, most of the black women who were executed during slavery had killed their masters, which is kind of bittersweet because it's like, yes, kill that. I can't say it. Kill him because he got you locked up and you know that's not right. But in 1855, Celia... A 19-year-old Missouri enslaved woman killed her master, Robert Newsom. Now, though she was considered inhumane, because at that time, black people were considered property. Follow me here. Black people are considered property during slavery. Follow me. She's, she's inhumane. She's property. She was still found guilty. I'm property, I don't have human rights, I killed my slave master, 
And I'm still killed because of it, but I don't have rights. And they killed her. They not even they hung her four days before Christmas. Four days before Christmas. They hung her. And going back to uh, what's that movie called? The girl won a golden globe for this movie. Oh my God, what is this movie called? I'm so mad that I cannot remember the name of this freaking movie. She was, it was a biopic. It had Trevante Rose, yes Lord. It had Trevante, <laughs> it had Trevante Rose in it, y'all, and he was delicious. He was delicious. Thank you, Lord, for black men. He was delicious in this movie. Oh my God, what is this movie called? It was a biopic. For this, this, this singer. I gotta, I'm sorry. I, I have to look it up. You know my laptop? Because I'm definitely about to look up this movie. I'm sorry. Basically, <laughs> this movie, there was a scene in this movie. And she was the main character. She was, um... She was walking from her tour bus. I'm guessing to go get fresh air or something. I don't, even, I don't even remember the scene itself. But there you go. The United States versus Billie Holiday. That's the movie. I, I'm sorry. I had to find it because I want y'all to go watch it. So basically, in this movie, Billie Holiday, she was walking from her tour bus. I think she was getting air. I think she was getting fresh air. And she walked up to a family screaming. I can still hear the screams. Screaming, crying, and can't freaking function. And she, she's looking like, what's going on? And she literally turns, and there's a man hanging from a tree. That scene from that movie was probably the most emotional scene from a movie I've ever experienced. I've never cried that hard before because I thought about it. During that time, our people were walking through the field, having a nice stroll, and they would turn and they would see somebody hanging from a tree. And it makes sense as to why Billie Holiday and Nina Simone and, and other pivotal women made songs about it. They made songs about these kind of things because it was it was their life. And in this movie, you'll see how the cops were pissed, outraged about these songs. And it just brings me back to how we're seen as so minuscule and so small. And, oh, you're just a black woman. You're a... But every time we do something like like that, we're targeted. Why why are you so mad if I'm nobody? Why do you care about what I sing about if I'm a black woman? Because you study us, because y'all watch us, because y'all know that we are the foundation. Y'all know Centoya Brown. She came to Dillard University to speak. I loved it. She killed her sex trafficker and was in jail. Was about to do life. Thank God she got out and was able to leave. 
this girl was about to do life in prison for killing somebody who had her in slat. Who, who, this, she was young. <laughs> she was a child. She didn't know what the hell he was doing. Yet, she goes to jail for killing her sex trafficker. And then you have Crystal Kaiser and somebody else who was sex trafficked. And she killed her sex trafficker. And now, well, I don't know now. But during that time, she was also about to go to jail for life, for killing her sex trafficker. You got rapists who are walking around this place. I was about to say another word. I'm trying not to be like that. Who are walking around here free. Free. I will never forget that white boy who raped that girl and they let him go because he's he's a great he's a great kid. Y'all, he's a great kid. Straight A student. Uh great athlete. And he just took somebody's he just took advantage of somebody. And <laughs> whether you want to realize it or not, they 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 and y'all know who they is. They know that ain't nothing gonna happen to them. They know this. I've, I've seen it too many times. We've seen it on social media where we will literally compare the same crime. And if a black person do it, they get more time than a white person. But it's not, it's not racism. It's not color. We don't even see it. It's not, it doesn't even, oh, it's, I don't even see color. Shut up, bro. You know I'm black. Just like I know you're white. Just like I know you have privilege. Just like you know I don't have any. So you acting like you don't see it is is also you've been an ally to the problem. You're not been an ally to me. Come on, man. These stories are not unfamiliar to us. They are a part of, sadly, our everyday lives. It's sad that we know these things in the back of our head. It's sad that we don't even realize that that these things hold us back from living our true potential. We 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 black women can't be luxurious and we can't love luxury because we're we're seen as boulders, rocks, hard workers, strong as hell, strong as hell. Oh, she's fine. She'll be fine. I don't think you understand how many times I've heard that. I am the strong friend of my most of my friend groups, old and new. I was always a strong friend. I was always the one everybody came to. But I realized I couldn't go to nobody because the advice that they would give me wouldn't be as soft as the advice that I would give them. They come to me, they tell me, oh, today is just such a hard day. I will, oh, it's going to be fine. You're going to be okay. You got this. Man, I come in a man, I'm having a terrible day. Oh, Cleo, come on, man. You'll be all right, bro. You're strong, bro. Yeah, I know that. But today I want to be weak. So let me be weak. Why do I have to be strong all the time? And I want every black woman to ask themselves that. Why I got to be strong all the time? Why I got to be this force all the time? Why I got to be hard all the time? Why I got to be independent all the time? See, because... <laughs> now I got to close my book. <laughs> I have... <laughs> I, I I surround myself with a with a balance. I have women around me and I have men around me. And I do that so I can feel balanced, for one. And two, so when I want to ask certain questions, I know exactly who to go to. And whenever I'm talking to my male friends, there's always this certain 
aspect or topic that we're talking about, and it's always black women's independence. That is always a topic. Well, if y'all wouldn't be so independent, y'all wouldn't act so like I don't need no nobody. Then I and and let me be nice. I understand what you guys are saying when y'all say that, you know, because there are some of us who are who who respond with independence as a as a trauma response because we've been through so much trauma because we've had to do it on our own our whole life it is habitual for us to be like i got it okay cool yeah whatever go ahead go ahead no, I got, go ahead go ahead go ahead i got it go ahead go ahead you know <laughs> it's not normal for us to sit back and be taken care of and some of us because we don't know how to take be taken care of, we overcompensate and take care of everybody else around us. And in the back of our minds, we want somebody to take care of us. But we know in real life that's never going to happen because we're, we're black women. That's something that we know internally. Even though we want somebody to take care of us, we know that that won't happen until we're seen as lovable, until we're seen as worthy, until we're, until we're deemed soft black women and the argument that i have with most of my male friends and most of y'all males black males watching is you want us to be submissive you want us to allow you to lead But when things go left, when you go to doing what men do, you want us to, to just sit there and be submissive and allow you to do what you want to do. So do you want us to be submissive or do you want us to be puppets? Do you want us to follow you around like a, like a puppy? I understand Y'all, 45% of the time. <laughs> no, no, no. Yo, this is funny as hell. No, I understand men 45% of the time because black men are very complex. They come with a lot of different layers. There's a lot of different varieties of certain black men and Sometimes it gets hard to understand y'all because y'all be making no sense most of the time. <laughs> no shade, no tea. No shade, no tea. Um, but I, I really, I really feel like us being independent is just kind of something that's instilled in us. It takes a certain kind of man to make a certain kind of woman say, "Oh, hey, oh, I ain't finna do nothing. I'm finna, I'm finna watch you do it all." And that's another thing, y'all want women. This is what this this is why I'd be confused. <laughs> Let me tell you what. I don't know if I'm tripping, but whatever. You tell us you're hyper independent. You make me feel like I'm not man enough. You make me feel like I don't need you. Don't need me. You made me feel like there's no point in us being together because you're going to do it all. You're the man. I'm the woman. I don't want to be that. Let me be a man. And then we say, okay, 
So here's the mortgage. Here's the car note. These are the bills for this this month. This is also, I have a hair appointment Thursday. I would love to get paid for it. I have a nail appointment too this weekend. I would love to get paid for it. I have a wax coming up too. I would love you to pay for that. And then when we do that, y'all be like, oh, this gold digging hoe. This gold digging hoe. I can't believe it. I thought she was the one. Mm -mm. All she cared about is my money. If I didn't have this money, you wouldn't even be talking to me. So do you want, what kind of submissive, what, what are you, I, <laughs> you know, I don't even know what question to ask. What, what is it? Wh which one? And also, just to clear anything that might come about, I'm, I don't get intertwined with the, Black women versus black men, BS, because we're both talking about the same thing, just in a different way. They want a man, look at me, a woman, as women, we want a man who is a leader, provider, strong, be my man, pick up my purse, pull my chair out, open my door for me. And they want a woman that's soft and vulnerable. And I love you, babe. Oh, my God. Today, you just really made my day. We're literally asking for the same thing. It's just that trauma and experience and opinions and colorism <laughs> and, <laughs> ooh, and, and all those other things that we don't talk about get into the mix of those conversations. And then it becomes black women versus black men. And I am not a part of that conversation. I definitely did want to highlight that specific aspect because I'm confused. Like, black men, if you're watching me, put it in the comment section. What do y'all want? <laughs> tell, tell me. Because I consider myself an, an independent woman. I do everything by myself. This, all of this, this, all of this is me. I do all this. I don't ask for help. I don't I don't want help. This is this is all me. And my my independence is intimidating for some men. And <clears throat> no shade on T. A part of me enjoys that. Because if you're intimidated by my independence, then I don't want you around me. Because all you're gonna do is boost your ego up and then you're gonna tell me to quiet and be quiet and quiet down and and and, and humble yourself. I want, you know, men, whether it's platonic or romantic, men who understand my independence and give me space for that. But also tell me like, hey, Cleo, relax, bro. Let somebody else do that for you. I have yet to have a, a male friend that, well, besides my best friend, Makai. I have, I have yet to, to meet, to have a male friend who makes me feel like that. Like gives me space to be independent, but also says... Girl, <laughs> let somebody else do it. So, I would love to have that conversation. I don't know why y'all just don't want to talk to me like, what's going on? No, that sounded kind of, never mind. Hey, do what you got to do in the comment section, baby. We going to get it popping. Now, <clears throat> back to what I was talking about before I got off the rift. These stories are not unfamiliar to us. And of the 165 slave women 
executions during the colonial and antebellum slavery, 48% involved multiple ex, you know, executions. So that was like, she getting hung, she getting her throat cut, I'm finna stab her, she getting shot with a shotgun, all in one night. I want you guys to, to do something with me. So I'm gonna be an instructor, and I want you guys, if you're watching, Close your eyes, right? Close your eyes. Make sure your feet are planted on the ground. Feel really connected to the ground, right? <clears throat> now I want you to put yourself as one of your ancestors, a slave. Put yourself in the position of a slave because that's who you were. That's who your great 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 grandmother and your great 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 grandfather were. Slaves. Now, picture it being nighttime on the field. You guys are in your little cot or whatever they built for them, little whatever. Y'all see, I don't even want to talk about it. You're, you're in your little house. It wasn't even a house. You're in, you're in your section. And it's nighttime, right? And you hear screams. Now, sadly, sometimes those screams, you could tune them out because they were normal on, you know, your field. But this this time, it's not normal. So you, 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 you're trying to figure out what's going on. And you walk outside. You walk outside of your, of your section. And you see... Three slave women murdered, killed. One's hanging, one shot with a shotgun, and one got their head chopped off with an axe. Now open your eyes. Interesting, right? I like to take us back because I don't want us to forget it. They keep saying, oh, forget about it. It's just awesome. I'm not ever, ever as much as this system holds me back and holds my people back and oppresses me, I will never forget it. I will always bring it up and I will always make everybody uncomfortable because that's what it is. Uncomfortable truths. Now, these executions occurred on the same day for the same crime. So maybe those three women Felt like it was time to put the master to bed. It's time. And they ended up getting caught. Now, I always said that if I lived during these times, I would have probably got killed because of my mouth and because of my desire to never be caged and, and, and held down by, by certain rules and regulations. And I already feel like this is assimilation in itself already. I already feel like I'm being watched all the time I already feel like most of this is is fake not real so I already know that I would have probably been slain murdered and as a black woman it's so I feel like it's my job to make sure we as black women know like we're strong because, I mean, as you can see, the history speaks for itself. 
we're strong because we never got the opportunity to be weak. Now, some of these crimes, the men and the women acted together, you know? They, in, in response to that white supremacy BS, they would team up together and say, we finna take the master out, sit on the bed. He going to bed, you know? Now, the men who helped the women were hung, simply hung. But the women were burned to death. That act in itself tells you a lot. I don't think I should say anything else. <laughs> I feel like there's nothing else that I can say about that. Men are getting hung. Women are getting burned alive. How do you... How, white, white people... Sorry about the, the paper, but yeah. White people, how, how, how are you okay with knowing that your ancestors will burn people alive and just watch it? How do you, how do you feel knowing that your white ancestors, sisters, ancestors would hang black, black boys and black girls and, and feed babies to alligators? How do you feel knowing that? Do you really feel bad or is it a trend? It is just something that you're into right now because it's what's going on and it makes you look like a well-rounded citizen. How do, how does that make you feel for real? I, I would love to know, you know? The punishment for black women just greatly connects to the way we're viewed and treated today. Like, nothing. We... Malcolm X said it best. And if you don't know Malcolm X, and you don't know his, probably my favorite quote quote by him, then there's nothing, you, you, don't even, you, don't even, you don't need to watch this if you don't even know who Malcolm X is or you don't know that quote. Because that quote is literally in every bio that I have for this podcast. Because that's the reason why it's made. The most unprotected. The most disrespected. The most overlooked, the most stolen from, the most hated. <laughs> Y'all hate to love us. <laughs> the most replicated. <laughs> I love the fact that we can say that braids are just the cutest thing ever, and then 70 white celebrities have braids. And as soon as we say, mm, it's not cool anymore, they take them out. <laughs> or or we'll say, oh, I love long nails, they're great. And not everybody is into long nails. But I could have sworn coming to an interview with long nails was grounds for you not getting hired. But there are white celebrities who have nails that are so long and they just love them and they love going to get their nails done. Mother nails done. And don't even get me started on white gay men <laughs> that whole black woman thing you do that's not you that's who you want to be that's not you i see these white men these white gay men say oh, okay girl and girl that's not how you talk brian that's that's not how you talk matthew it's not how you talk what are you doing 
I've seen so many YouTube influencers and, and Instagram influencers. White gay men. I'm talking about completely girl and long as a girl and oh girl, that's kid. That's not you, loved one. That ain't you, baby. Now, when a black gay man does it, I don't care. Cause baby, you you got that from your mom and your aunt and your grandmother. That's that's all you. That those, they raised you. That's all you. But these 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 white men who are who are who are giving neck and sass, put it away. <laughs> it's not you. It's not you at all. It's it's definitely not you. It's it's almost disrespectful. And I'm gonna be the one to tell you if you have a problem with it. Oh well, let's talk about it. Now, like I said before, the conversation with between the black women and black men, I don't get into it because we both face adversity on both levels. And, and, and I hate to say it like that, but this is just how I feel. And I just feel like black men get killed by the police because they come off as aggressive and black women get killed by the police because we're seen as nothing. Which is why when we get killed, nothing happens. It literally gets forgotten about. And it literally gets forgotten about. Breonna Taylor still has had no justice whatsoever. Nothing. She got nothing. She got nothing. They paid her people. They, they, they fired her office. I don't even think they fired her office. I don't even. Sandra Bland. We, y'all, we knew Sandra Bland got killed by that cop, bro. We knew this. Nothing happened. Breonna Taylor and, and George Floyd was happening around the same time. And I remember George Floyd's being prevalent. Both killed by, by the police. Unlawfully. For no reason. And I, I hate to be that person. I hate to play devil's advocate like this. But it's something to think about. For me. It's just so... I always think that. If my male friend gets shot, I'm going to the depths. We... I'm finna... Everything finna get burnt. I'm tearing everything down. But I be wondering, will a black man do that for me? I always think about that. Because I know our... our we've seen... Black women be the main people leading the protests and talking when it comes down to black people getting killed. Do they do that for us? Most of the time they don't, and we still do it for our people. <sighs> y'all, 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 y'all. <sighs> no shade, no tea, but um, we got work to do. <laughs> We got 
flowers doing? I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not satisfied with how we interact with each other as black people and how we allow the, the system to hold us back. But that's okay. Because like I said, I will be the one to say the controversial things that nobody wants to say. And I think that's all <laughs> for this particular episode because I think that I've said enough. I want you guys to take care of yourselves. I want you guys to make sure that y'all get some rest and drink some water. It's a lot going on, y'all, for real. Like, this is real. I just said it to myself. And please make sure you're, you're keeping yourself knowledgeable. Stay knowledgeable. Know what's going on. It's hard. It's hard. It's so hard. To always know what's going on because there's always something going on. But when it pertains to our stuff, be knowledgeable, please. Because they will always try to make it seem like what you're talking about never even existed. It never happened. They don't even know what you're talking about. And that is a pet peeve of mine. Now that you guys that out the way. <laughs> don't forget to like comment, share, and subscribe so you can always know when I'm about to post an episode. Also, um, yeah, don't forget to go read that book. And I'm not telling you again. It's in the other episode. Go watch that one too. Catch up, hon. Let's, let's catch up. And last but not least, I see you, I hear you, and I love you. I'm going to catch y'all Next Friday. Peace.